they will call us bamboo they will call us batang some of people they call us as monkey on the one hand we have to struggle for racism here in papua and on the other hand we have to struggle for our rights our own rights as a transgender woman here in papua day, day by day it seems like we are visitor this land is not ours <laughs> it's so sad we are visitors in our homeland you know <laughs> This is the Belongings podcast series, produced by the ASEAN Soji Caucus with the support of Voice. Belongings is a prologue to the upcoming Southeast Asian Queer Cultural Festival in 2021. The series name has three elements. B means to exist. It shines the light on the existence and identity of the LGBTIQ. Longing is inspired by the word karinduan in Bahasa Indonesia or Bahasa Melayu and pangungulila in Filipino. It's the yearning for a region that is caring, inclusive, and respectful of diversity. And lastly, belonging. It stands as a reminder that the LGBTIQ people have always been part of the ongoing memory of the Southeast Asian region. In this episode, we talk to Lolita Mary Perez, fondly called Mami Lolita, a transgender woman from Papua, Indonesia. She is the chairperson of Rojali, an LGBTIQ organization. She's an activist, a businesswoman, and a teacher. From her home in Jayapura, the capital of Papua, Mami Lalita talks to us about the struggles of the LGBTIQ in her country. For the transgender women who originally come from here, it's difficult for them to show themselves. You know about the patriarchy system here, it's, it's really, really, really hard, really strong here. People, even though my family members, they accept me as a lady, as a woman. But when we, we go to our customs at the Tisiadat, they will accept you as a man. They will not accept you as a girl or as a woman. When you talk about your tribes, when you talk about your customs, they will accept you as a man. Like for the local language, they will call us bamboo. They will call us batang. Because we are non-hetero, it means that we are not the same level with them. Especially in the mountain. The people will consider you as a man. If you are a man, it means that you have to be a strong. You have to stronger the woman. You have to be the head of the family. You have to know how to hunt the pigs in the jungle. Aside from cultural traditions and gender norms, LGBTIQ and trans women in Papua also experience discrimination and harassment. Since 2016, LGBT was so familiar almost all over Indonesia and it was so a bad time for all of us because we also like felt not really really free to express ourselves because like terminology of LGBT made many people afraid. That's why we tried not to really really show ourselves. Internally, within the community, there is still stigma and discrimination. 
in our daily life people when they see us they will call us as bamboo stick or stick call us like bamboo batang banti something like that or transgender woman something like that and sometimes they get really angry to us but you know one positive thing our family doesn't like us as transgender women yes this is the reality but even though in one hand they don't like us as a trans woman but on the other hand they will come to to protect us when somebody out of the family members try to hurt us because they have love this is really great culture the community members here we really really support each other when someone is kicking or someone is punching by somebody we think that all of us we feel really hard there are glimmers of hope as some people have become allies of the lgbtiq community but some institutions like the church and the state remain to be a difficult challenge it's difficult to express ourselves in a mosque and also in the uh, in a church as who we are they will consider you as a man it means that you have to come to the church and mosque as a man you can't come to the mosque and also to the church by using the woman dress it's impossible here and discussing about religion is for me just wasting my time because i don't want to be a hypocrite i just want to show myself as who i am and also in governmental uh, environment it's pretty difficult here i myself experienced i wanted to become a civil servant but it was so difficult because you know they couldn't accept me as a transgender woman that's why you know i decided not to become a civil servant and i became a businesswoman until now to add to the difficulties of being queer in a conservative society a long standing layer of racism burdens papua sometimes we just want to join the demonstration so sometimes really afraid on the one hand you are struggling for the papuan people and on the other side because you are afraid of being transgender so when you get involved in the demonstration you you can imagine the risk as papuan i think that even though indonesia has been free for 75 years but we feel that we are not physically or mentally free there are still compartmentalization within the existing system of government and how much business is run on this land at the expense of papua's natural resources and distributed to the rest of indonesia even the world the sale of illegal timber and gold mines have served as silent witnesses to existing injustices can you ever imagine how many people have been killed and died for nothing as part of papuan society i cried on the one hand sort comfort to defend our rights as papuan and on the other hand should be able to identify societies about importance of gender diversity and sexuality it's pretty pretty hard for us here you know have you ever been hurt when we get yelled at by monkeys because we are black and curly hair 
I think we have the same bones, we have the same blood, but white people underestimate us and we call that we, they call us as monkey. <laughs> we still have the same country in Tunisia. We have the same blood, red, and then we have the same bone, white. We take the same air. I think some of people, they call us as monkey. It's, it's so silly, you know. You can imagine. On the one hand, we have to struggle for racism here in Papua. And on the other hand, we have to struggle for our rights, our own rights as a transgender woman here in Papua. Day, day by day, it seems like we are visitors. This land is not ours. <laughs> it's so sad. We are visitors in our homeland, you know. <laughs> Despite all these hardships, Mami Lalita, with her organization, Rojali, continued to contribute to the Papuan society in many ways. Instead of battling hate with hate, she answers with love. Many things we have done as uh, the members of Rojali, you know, uh, we contribute our skills in sports and culture in various social events at Dayapura. Example, Independence Day, Cultural Mars, Jayapura International AIDS Conference, and mobilize support for the victim of Santani flood. Four times we went to there to support not only for transgender women members, but also for all of the people. Here in uh, our program, every week we also we, we clean the beach here. Just want to teach the people that we have to try to take care of the environment here. We contribute also to collective fundraising for the community members, for people who are living with HIV and transgender women in Morocco and other parts of Papua during pandemic. And you know, and we are grateful that we have been on networking with transgender women throughout Indonesia, and we have made it easier to access assistance and education in LGBTIQ. That's why one of the transgender women in Jakarta died because uh, he was burned by people and then we tried to we support them by giving some money don't count the money but you know please uh, just see the how our love to her and also you know some of transgender women in in Aceh there was a, a trouble when somebody tried to kill them by using knife and uh, we try to support them because we have the networking system around everywhere in Indonesia we also involved in another community as a volunteers to educate children in their houses during pandemic. When we come to the class by using the woman dress and you know the children is, oh my gosh, lady boy, oh my god, just like that. And but we didn't care because we have love and it's probably really strange for them. And then they just, oh my goodness, <laughs> lady boy, just like that. And I told to my friends, no. You have to remember that we come here because of love. For now, they never see us from our performance, but they can see our love. And day by day, they can accept us as who we are. Love transcends boundaries. Love has no gender identity, sexual orientation, or expression. Love may transcend anything, including differences, race, ethnicity, religion, and ethnicity. To listen to more Belongings podcast episodes and to stay updated on the upcoming Southeast Asian Queer Cultural Festival in 2021, 
Follow the ASEAN Soji Caucus on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at ASEAN Soji. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons license. Thank you.